Hello, this is episode five of Jackie Broadcast. I'm Daniela. And I'm Melissa. Today we're going to go over some uh, news from San Diego Comic-Con, all the new Star Wars stuff from there. Uh, some Also some new updates, um, interviews from Daisy when she was here, um, advertising her Ophelia movie. So it's going to be just mainly... Um, just like a news episode, just giving you the updates of what's been what's been going on like the last couple uh, last month basically. Um, so we're gonna start off first with uh, Daisy's interviews when she was here at the end of June, like last month. Um, she was here in New York City, and of course, like of, of course, with everybody who does Star Wars, um, <laughs> they gotta ask you all about the new episode, even though you're not here for the new episode. <laughs> Um, Unless you're Adam, because right. he doesn't get asked anything about a Star Wars when he's not at, um, re- he's not promoting it. That's kind of true, actually. Now that I think about it, yeah, I think it's <laughs> just because he's like the more established actor, but he also doesn't have the legacy of being in Star Wars his whole life. So, but like that Daisy hasn't either. Well, I mean, yeah, but Daisy has. Um, I think Daisy's just done less compared to Adam. Because Adam came from girls, and that was already huge, so if that yeah. makes sense. I mean, he, unless he, like, maybe just tells them in the beginning, like, hey, we're just going to talk about this That, too. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> we're I not think that, too. Star Wars. Yeah, I'm sure he gets sick of it by the end of, like, at the end of it. He's like, all right, let's just talk about what we're here to talk about. Yep. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> when Daisy was here, um, we just want to highlight a couple of things she said. Um, we're just going to highlight, of course, the, the Star Wars quotes and the questions um, of when she was here so she had this interview well the most notable one I could say is the the one that revealed a lot was uh, the Josh Horowitz interview on his podcast Happy Sad Confused um, and uh, we're just going to talk about the things she mentioned um, so I also want to thank Slimo on Twitter for kind of ri- writing out everything Daisy said like her transcription so I don't have to like go back and read uh, listen to it again um, so basically, they were talking about uh, the rise of Skywalker, of course, and Ray. Uh, Ray, I've called her Ray. Of course, she's Ray. So Daisy talked about her unique scenes with Adam Driver in uh, the movie. Um, she does say, "quote I think they've done a great job with all the relationships, like with the fun friendships and with the sort of strange thing with Ray and Kylo." Um, <laughs> she always talks about Ray and Kylo's like relationship as like a strange thing or like this weird thing and so it is adam like he always says like this this maybe maybe bond or this like thing like he doesn't really like say straight up anything they don't solid. they don't ever call it like relationship tension. not friendship. like what mark hamill did they don't even they they're just like they are something but i am not gonna get in trouble <laughs> for this no, they're like, uh, wink, wink, this thing. Yeah, and then Adam said maybe Bond. Like, yeah, Adam, we saw the Bond. last Jedi. It's we not even literally like a saw the last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, did you watch a different movie? I, well, actually, to think about it, like, he probably didn't even watch The Last Jedi because he doesn't like to watch anything he's in. No, so. I think he, he does watch the Star Wars movies. Um, oh, okay. He doesn't probably doesn't watch them at every premiere, but I think he watched it at, like, I think he has said that he has watched the movies. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But yeah, they, they never like say concretely what this relationship thing is. So yeah, she says, we finished episode eight and you know where Ray is entirely. So it's, 
Yeah, it was an interesting going into that and sort of figuring out where that was going. And there was a way that JJ was describing it as we were doing it. So vague. I know, right? She's like trying to work her way around. Like, trying that literally to say says nothing. Subst- yeah, she's like trying to say something substantial, but she also doesn't want to give anything away. Figuring out where that was going and was there was a way that JJ was describing it as we were doing it. Like, okay, he's your director. Of course he was. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's not a surprise. Okay. It's like it's like she's trying to type a, a research paper that has like a needs to have yes. like a certain amount of words and she's it's just a college like saying essay. <laughs> saying it's like a college putting... essay that you're trying to make or write in the last minute. Yeah, like she's just trying to meet the the word like quota. <laughs> exactly. And Daisy also mentioned um, in the podcast uh, about the fight in the rain with Ray and Kylo, which um, kind of if we can remember the Vanity Fair magazine that picture of Ray and Kylo in the rain. We could only assume like that's the fight that she's talking about. But as we mentioned like before, when we even when we did our Vanity Fair episode, that it doesn't really look like they're fighting each other just by the way that we're standing and their like facial expressions. So I'm really wondering if this is like a fight between them two or if there's something more going on. I so- think it is. Um, I mean, yes. I, by the way, I do have to apologize to you because I think I remember, I recall like whenever those, um, we <laughs> yeah. were filming, we were filming, whenever we were recording the episode for uh, the Vanity Fair stuff, I was like, I don't think this is actually going to happen in the movie. And then she was like, you kind of see what happens in the Vanity Fair shoot. So Melissa was right. Um, <laughs> yeah, mean, but like, what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. No, I'm kidding too. But um, no, I'm not kidding about my apology and um, <laughs> saying that you were right. But um, yes. Um, but I, I, I mean, I think they do have to fight each other. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, I, I think, mean, yeah, I think they are fighting each other, eventually. and because, and because I think since the fight is being advertised, um, that it's not. There's more to it. there's like i don't know if they're gonna be fighting someone else but i think they're like my uh my speculation for episode nine is that we're actually gonna get ray and kylo teaming up like pretty early in the movie so i think think them i think if it starts out with them fighting they can just get that aggressive tension out of the way and then they can just kind of be like passive aggressive towards each other as opposed to like genuinely aggressive (laughs) and they could figure out something there was a a new kind of leaky leak that just happened like a day or two ago and since you were in your like social media hiatus i don't know if you saw it and just i'm just spoiler alert or leak alert here Give it like yeah, like if um, I'll make sure to put any um, yeah, we'll timestamp the, the not timestamps in the description. So yeah. starting here is when we're gonna go into like spoiler their territory. Okay, go. <laughs> so there was like a a leaky leak. Um, I like to call it leaky leak. Um, about kind of about this in a way of like their fight. Well, they just mentioned. I think it was best to who was huh? Who was the spoiler person? It was Bespin Bulletin, okay. and Making Star Wars kind of uh, retweeted that of what they said. Oh, okay. So well, we don't support them, but um, <laughs> Making I, Star I Wars. Know, but I'm just mentioning it. So yeah, Bespin Bulletin. They released this info that they said that they said that um, the fight, the fight that 
I guess happens about the and then the force the force flash bonds happen is kind of right after that scene in the trailer when Kylo is flying his TIE fighter towards Rey and they do also kind of confirm like yeah that's Rey that's Kylo in the TIE fighter because you know we were kind of wondering like well that maybe that's not him or maybe it's somebody else or those scenes are kind of cut differently and that's not actually a scene so they basically confirm like yeah he's in there and then he kind of crashes his TIE fighter and jumps out, and that's when Rey and Kylo fight. And that's also when the Force uh, flash bonds happen. So that's what they're saying. Um, so I think that's their fight. That's the, that's what the fight's going to be in the movie. I think it's going to be in the beginning, too. Like, maybe towards the f- end of the first act or the beginning of the second act. And probably right after that is when they'll team up. That's my yeah, guess. Yeah, and that, that's just kind of what would make the most narrative sense, in my opinion. Because they're still, I mean... I'm not scared that they won't have enough time to make it like whatever happens with their relationship be believable just simply because the whole scene between the cave and leaving the island in The Last Jedi that was like 12 minutes so um, I'm not scared about any of like they're not having enough time but just simply because they are the two main people they're the main protagonists um, of the story I think if they just um for time's sake and so that they could get as much done as possible it's just kind of it makes sense yeah, to finally have just to have, have ray and on. kylo like not even just talk but just have them side by side like actually like yeah working yeah, together sure. and um that's why also having finn and poe together so that their storylines are all just like you know one like there's a kylo and ray storyline and it also mixes with the poe and uh finn storyline and eventually but it's not like complete it's not one-to-one like john boyega has already said himself that he's not in a lot of the scenes of ray and kylo and then there's the third storyline which is the bad guys yeah yeah i'm pretty sure like you have to you have to in the beginning of the movie if they're gonna team up they have to team up early because you have to have these interactions all happen throughout the movie um, if you want to have them talk and um, just kind of if you're going to build up this like relationship, you have to kind of start early. Otherwise, it's not going to be as believable if it's a rush towards the end. So it has to be developed and, you know, they have to do it early. So it makes sense if this all happens early on. That's the, just what we're saying. And that leak okay. kind of shows that. And now we're done with the leaky leak. <laughs> leaky leak time. Now over. we're done with the spoiler Until talk probably. in the time frame. So well, if you're avoiding like, leaks, we, we yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll get we'll to, make sure to uh, yeah we'll make another disclaimer. disclaimer. Right. Okay. So what else did Daisy say? So she so in the vulture interview that she had, they asked her or they said when you look ahead at the Disney calendar. There's a new Star Wars movie planned every other year until 2027. Carrie and so many other Star Wars uh, continued to appear in the franchise as long as they could. Do you imagine yourself doing so if you're given the chance? Uh, like going back and doing like a, another Star Wars movie. And she said, I can't actually imagine it right now. The ending to Rise of Skywalker... And she kind of wonders how that's even said, like, Rise of Skywalker, the Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) She's jet lagged. Uh, She said, it's very satisfying. It felt like an end. I don't know what will happen in however many years. There are so many characters in the Star Wars world who've never been explored. There's so much for the filmmakers to work on. So right now, I don't think so. But who could say, really? 
um, an opportunity might prevent, uh, present itself. Uh, and then she kind of jokes, like, I love how the movie hasn't come out yet. And people are like, what about going forward? <laughs> um, so she says, right now, it feels like a really nice full stop on the Skywalker series. I'm telling you, they're the Mortis parents. They're going to go to Mortis. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why know. she can't see herself doing another movie because she's, she's like, I'm not even a part of this, this, the galaxy narrative. I am the it, mother now on Mortis, so I don't know. <laughs> peace out. No, but um, yeah, I think that Daisy saying that is interesting. And I think people are going to have to. Well, there's this whole argument where it's like capitalism. They're going to want to make more movies with these characters at some point. But there's the other aspect that I'm just hoping like as much as I love Ray and I love Kylo I'm kind of hoping that this is all we get movie wise from them because I don't want to see them in the same positions that people who shipped Han and Leia saw them in The Force Awakens and then The Last Jedi and I just kind of want the Skywalker drama to end and I think Ray and Kylo are like the happily ever after and that's it yeah and i'm good with that i feel like i'll be satisfied and i mean i will if we get more content okay i'm not gonna be mad about it unless it's crappy but um i just kind of want it to like i want it to be the end for the story if that makes sense yeah i'd be okay with them going on like just in the comics or like a novel or something yeah exactly i'd want that for sure exactly yeah Okay, and what else did she say? So she had another another interview with uh, People magazine, uh, where she said um, about this about this movie. She's like, well, this with this one, I feel I'm more comfortable. I feel a bit more confident. There was literally nothing else I could have done. It's the most output I've given physically, emotionally, all of it. I feel really excited about it. So that's good. I'm so glad that she feels like. That there was nothing else that could have happened. Like, she couldn't do any better than what she did. Because that makes yes. me feel like she's really happy with the with the outcome. And I hope she... I know she has, like, issues watching herself on screen. But I hope she feels good about The Last Jedi. Because <laughs> she did amazing. It was, she was really great. Like, I, after that, like, I really loved Rey. Like, I know she can't watch herself, and that's okay. I mean, I don't under, I I can't relate given the fact that I edit this podcast, so I can listen to my own voice, but I kind of understand what she goes through. I know, I can't really listen to myself either, because, like, to be honest, the voice in my head that I hear in my head sounds a lot better different. to me. Yeah, no, it's different. I think that's for everybody. Promise, and that's why people have issues sound, listening to their own voice. Yeah, I promise, guys, I don't sound this ugly in my head. So. You don't sound ugly. Okay. I'll take your word for it. You know who you sound like? You sound like Avaros. No, stop. <laughs> Get out. I'm not the one no, I'm from kidding. Texas, okay? I'm a Jedi so from Texas. Oh, my heart. Anyone, I love Avaros. It should be you. <laughs> I do not sound like Avaros. I know. I don't sound like Avaros at all. Okay. I don't Do like you hear Avaros. what I'm doing with my voice? Even my mom in the car is like... What the, what the hell? Like, why is there yeah, a I cowboy Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> because cowboys can be Jedis, okay? Oh, God. Scott or Scott? <laughs> Who the hell is Scott? No, um, uh, <laughs> George Lucas was inspired by Scott? Westerns. Anyway. I don't know. Okay, go on next. Okay, so she also had another interview with USA Today. Um, <clears throat> they ask, 
So the, the Force Awakens was a familiar, fun reintroduction to the Star Wars universe, while The Last Jedi was a darker, riskier installment. How does The Rise of Skywalker compare? Um, and she says, Genre-wise, it's different from the other two, which will become clear when the film comes out. It's quite emotional. There's a different drive than the, uh, the previous two films, but there's a lot of fun. I really miss John during the last one, but we're back together, and now Oscar is part of it. To me, it felt like kids going on an adventure. My response to that, like before we go on to the next mm-hmm. quote, is um, it's going to be a parallel to The Phantom Menace just because it's a bookend and that was the beginning. So and they even have it in the trailer. So I think whenever she says that it's going to be like kids going on a, on an adventure, it's kind of like The Phantom Menace. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be as I don't think because even you even have the um, in the trailer, you have the same fonts. You have the same kind of phrasing. You have mm-hmm. them going into an underworld planet. You have them... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally get what you mean. They're going like on this journey to, I guess, find something out in a way. You know what I mean? <laughs> find out their identities, you could yeah. say. Find their ad- identities. You're right. Um, so what else did they ask her? They said... There's been an, an intense obsession with race parents, and many fans were dissatisfied when they were, reveal, were revealed to be nobodies in The Last Jedi. Is there more to their story in the f- new film? And Daisy says, uh, JJ did say the question is answered, so at the end of the film, you do know what the dealio is. So like, I'm pretty sure that we're just going to get like a, a, a flashback somehow. I don't know if it's a flashback or maybe she'll just find out what happened to her parents. Like, whatever happened to them and then how she ended up on Jakku. I don't think she was born on Jakku, I think. And I still think her parents are going to be nobody. I just think they were just going to finally find out what happened to them and why she's on Jakku. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, no, I think her parents are going to be nobodies. I think they're probably going to be tied to Palpatine somehow. Um, I don't think she's going to be... I used to be like I think she may be a creation of Palpatine but at this point I don't want that to be true because um, I don't want Palpatine to canonically have the power to create a human and I think there was a I think George actually explored that he wanted Palpatine to tell Anakin that 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 he created Anakin but he took that out of the uh, Revenge of the Sith script he took that out of there and hopefully it's because he realized that uh, having a Sith Lord be able to create a person is kind of messed up because uh, it's just kind of like you're kind of tainting it um, so I mean it's always been a popular theory that Palpatine created Anakin but I hope that Palpatine being able to create a person is never actually canon if that makes sense just because I don't want a Sith who is like uh, ultimate evil I don't want him to have that kind of power if that makes sense yeah I mean it's not really canon about how that happened because I mean in the Plagius book it's which is not really fully canon anymore it was just kind of implied that whatever Plagius and Palpatine all their experiments were whatever they were doing the force replied in a way to that with Anakin so he was right. their reply to their 
experiments. And even then yeah. in the book, he didn't like Anakin, like Palpatine didn't know Anakin existed until he actually met him. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Even then, um, even, that's why I'm kind of like, I can't believe that the Jedi just kind of openly say, oh, yeah, Anakin Skywalker is the chosen one. You would think that they would want to keep that a secret, like low key. <laughs> he's, he's like, I don't want anyone to know this. Like Qui-Gon straight up just told Obi-Wan, like, I think he's the chosen one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah, I don't think Ray is gonna be. I don't. I mean, I know there's like experimental labs on Jakku, like they've said that before. Yeah, but, but like I, I want like in uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Um, I just kind of wa- I kind of watched the episode where this lady has a baby and Winry and Ed are there, and uh, he Ed is like not even alchemists have figured out the how to create a baby or make a human, uh, and I think that um. Yeah, so I just don't want I, I the force, the like good living force, the good side of the force or whatever. Um I mean they're both in tandem with each other obviously, but I don't want the dark side to have the power to create a kid. So I hope that Rey is not like literally a creation of Palpatine, but <laughs> if she's like a um somebody from the empires. Yeah. If it, it could be like that 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 her parents worked for Palpatine and they're they became drunks because of all the horrors that they have seen in their lives and then they just abandoned her. Like I could see that happening, but um aside from that, I don't know. I um in terms yeah. of race parents and I don't think I really care. Like no, I yeah, think I mean- if even if Ray was created from the Force, like Anakin, I think that would still be okay. Um, just not like the Palpatine created her, you know. So, like yeah. with Ray's parents, I really don't care who they are. I really just want her to be like nobody, like for real, a nobody, like not a creation by Palpatine, not really coming from a royal or you know legacy background. I just really want her to be this nobody who, who basically like got built up into this like huge like legendary status all on her own you know just because of the things she can do and what she can do with the force and um i feel like that's much more powerful and much more meaningful that way instead of having like an explanation for it that entails like yeah she's this way because of this. you mean like how um you mean how like anakin was also like a nobody also whenever he was was his mom was nobody yeah, that would be fine. I'm I'm good with another Anakin, even if he's if she's force created. I'm, yeah, even I'm, if I'm she's like, force created. But I think it's pretty too. obvious that like she's a nobody in terms of her familial line, but obviously the the force literally chose her yeah. to make she's, her as strong as Kylo and as strong as right. So yeah, like, she's I, I'm good still with like too. a nobody, but also a chosen one in the force's uh, context. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, now, I guess you could read the last uh, quote that we have for um, Daisy. Yeah. It's not super revealing, but they ask, uh, people lost their minds for Ray's backflip over a TIE fighter in the Rise of Skywalker trailer. How much of that was actually you? And Daisy says, I had learned a version of it, but there was a risk of breaking ankles, so I couldn't do the full thing. But there's a bit in the film where you see me upside down. It's funny because I did 95% of my stunts, but that's the one thing I didn't fully do. People are like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, ugh. So I think, I, I mean, <laughs> I think she's, she's so be, upset. I know. <laughs> she's like, oh, man. I, she probably wishes she could do it, but 
Yeah, we, I don't want her breaking anything. <laughs> but um, I think she didn't mention that there's a, a scene where she's upside down, where they, we see her upside down. I don't know if she's if she's talking about a scene that's in the trailer or if there's another scene that we didn't see that she's upside down. I think um, uh, there's a bit in the film where you can see me upside down. I mean, um, so I think that there's... Sense. Do you think so, that she practiced flipping over that TIE fighter many times? <laughs> there's a training montage a training montage I, well, <laughs> that kylo we, is just like he's the teacher finally it's a training montage anymore but i think um i think there'll be like just maybe a shot of i don't know, like a really cin- cinematic shot of her like flipping over the tie fighter and there'll probably be like a top down shot of like seeing her flip upside down i think that'd be really cool and maybe like maybe like jumping on the tie fighter too i think that'd be legit Okay, so moving on, John Favreau gave an interview with GQ Middle East while promoting his new film, The Lion King, and he talked about um, The Mandalorian and talking to George Lucas. And okay, so he goes on to say, we had a long talk with each other. One thing George said to me was, remember, John, the real audience for all stories and all myths is the kids that are coming of age because he's really a Joseph Campbell adherent and um he also says that we enjoy the stories as adults but really storytelling is about imparting the wisdom to of the previous generations onto the children who are becoming adults and giving them a context for how to behave and how to learn the lessons of the past without making the mistakes on their own adds fabro I am so happy that this quote was given (laughs) because George Lucas is the phantom maker of the Disney era of Star Wars. And this is more proof for my long document where I list all the... (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't have a document. I have one in my brain. But I think... I really think George Lucas, while he may not be involved with a lot of the aspects of it, he's still like... He's still talking to these people and being like, your idea of Star Wars is probably not right. And this is what Star Wars <laughs> is. Because I think even George or George Filoni, Dave Filoni, <laughs> like, he did, a, he did a prequel boot camp with Favreau. And he forced him to love the freaking prequels because they are important to the story. And that's my yeah. long rant about this. <laughs> what do you think, Melissa? Yeah, I mean, I love how people think that George Lucas had nothing to do with everything Disney is doing. Like, they just think that he, that everyone's just making stuff up on their own. Like, no, like, <laughs> Lucas is... Everyone who's doing things with Star Wars uh, always goes back to George Lucas and talks to him about what they're making. Like, everybody. Like, JJ, Ryan, Favreau, Every single person. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that, that really is great that he still gets to have a say in, uh, what they're doing. And I mean, it just kind of helps. I mean, if I was making Star Wars, I would, I would do the same thing. I'd be so scared. First of all, I'd be really scared because, you know, because <laughs> the you... people are going to come at you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one part that, yeah, they'd come after me, but also because I'm, if I'm a big fan myself, I'd want to do it justice. And I would totally go to the source and ask him what, you know, I'd run my ideas by him, you know, to make sure I'm not doing anything that doesn't make sense for this universe or the whole, you know, moral of the story. So, yes. I mean, yeah, it's great. I'm so glad you got to talk to him. And I love that the whole thing, too, is about kids, you know, like, yeah, it's about kids going 
you know, into this coming of age. It's not just about, you know, adults and just, you know, whatever adulty things. But yeah, I mean, I think that's really meaningful because at the end of the day, Star Wars is for like kids and, you know, in a way like of them growing up and coming of age and just, you know, becoming their, you know, true self, adult selves and finding their self, themselves, <laughs> finding their, their, uh, their way into this world. So I think it's really great that he said that. Yes. And I think that, like, um, it's kind of important that um, John Favreau said this because I was scared that The Mandalorian was going to be some, like, even though it's on Disney Plus, I was scared it's going to be like, oh, it's going to be too dark for Star Wars. But um, apparently it is not because of its. I think it's because Pedro Pascal is in it and he's been in like Narcos and he was brutally murdered on Game of Thrones and <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> so oh, I think they, Pedro they Pascal like being in it was it. what? What? Yeah, no, that was like, you ruined it. Oh yeah. I ruined, I ruined a episode of a show that came out month years ago, but um, no, uh, basically. Yeah. So I think Pedro Pascal's, being the Mandalorian scared me and you know he's a bounty hunter so I didn't want it to be like something like dark I, right I mean I don't mind I I love dark I don't things. mind dark stuff but when it comes to Star Wars because do you know like um you know how adults are nostalgic for things that they um loved as a kid and they want something that's grittier they want a new version of the thing they loved as a kid and they want to make it like super dark and yeah. gritty and all that and like that has happened to so many franchises at this point that i'm i don't want star wars to go that way if that makes sense yeah, just simply I mean because i mean obviously i think they can still tell stories for adults like um there's Han and Leia and Luke stories in the in the sequel trilogy and obviously there's Yoda being like uh the greatest teacher failure is and all that stuff and that's all for adults and everything so um I mean I think there's still a way for them to tell stories for adults but you know I don't want them to go into like telling stories that are gonna be like that are gonna make it inaccessible for kids if that makes sense right I mean I wouldn't want them to just make something really dark and gritty just for the heck of it you know I kind of would still want them to have like what is their goal like what are they trying to do who are they trying to reach what is the point of this I wouldn't want them to just say yeah let's just throw in a couple bounty hunters have them shoot some stuff, you know, have some cool cameos and all that. I feel shit, like that's what know. they did with Rogue One with the Vader hallway scene. And <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's probably an unpopular opinion on my behalf, but I could have done without it. I don't know. I feel like that was the best scene, <laughs> in my opinion. That was my favorite scene. This is I why mean, we have a podcast. We have different opinions. I mean, yeah, those those scenes are cool. Like, I'm not going to deny it. I think it's cool to see Vader being, like, finally being shown to be a badass Sith Lord who can kill people. But um, I like, for me, my point of interest is stuff like whenever Anakin is in pain and he's like suffering or when Kylo is suffering himself like because that's what the dark side is eventually essentially well yeah I mean <laughs> they chose the dark side so they should be in pain yeah if that makes sense it does it does it's okay all right we should move on to um <laughs> our next section okay. of like the news the news section 
Yeah, Kevin Smith actually gave a quote to IGN at San Diego Comic-Con. And essentially, he was like, well, uh, there was a scene that there was a set that everybody kept telling me to go look at and everything. And uh, whenever I told JJ that I wanted to go see that set and um, JJ was kind of like, you that set kind of spoils the ending and you don't you will want to experience that in the theater and um basically he said that it will melt your mind like i think jj told him that it will melt his mind so yes some of the crew members said that because some of the crew members saw the set and they're like dude it will melt your mind gotcha okay and then yeah when he said jj oh can i see the set he's like don't no like in a way of saying you know you need to experience this in the theater like it, it it's legit so for me, that kind of just tells me that it's like something, it's not like a person or like, it's not like a green screen thing. It has to be some sort of physical set or something visual that you can kind of deduce that this is like, this is crazy. Like whatever it is, it's crazy and you can see it and you can probably touch it. So there has to be like a set or something there that will just melt your mind now we're gonna go into (laughs) speculation and let's not talk about any leaks or anything let's just like purely go off of what we think it is so go ahead i think if we've if you've been following vader immortal um there is a part where because obviously in vader immortal you go to vader's castle in mustafar so when you're there you get to learn the origins of mustafar and it basically goes into this whole thing that basically that Mustafar was a whole green planet before, but then a war happened and more details later. And it basically, it's all lava and fire now. Like it, it transformed into that. So <laughs> my like tinfoily hat theory for the end of Skywalker would be that Mustafar would get reborn at the end. And maybe you could see all the greenery. And I think, like, to me, that's melt your mind. That is something that will melt my mind if I see that happen. <laughs> and even some of the crew members were saying, like, man, I wish I didn't see that. Because, <laughs> you know, it's kind of spoiled it. But that's what I could think of. Like, what else is going to melt my mind? It has to be something big and, like, it has to be grand for that something to be, like, that said that way. To melt your mind. What do you think, Daniela? Yeah, I think the... I mean, there's obviously people speculating it might be Tatooine. It might be, yeah, basically Tatooine for some reason uh, is a popular one. Um, And I don't know that we will end up on a dead planet like Tatooine. I mean, it's... That's one thing I don't want. Like, I know know that like on, you know, episode three kind of ended like on a dead planet. Um... I don't want the Skywalker, and they're saying, yeah, the Skywalker start, the Skywalker saga started on Tatooine, or on a desert planet, and I, you know, it makes sense for it to end on a desert planet, but I don't really want that for Kylo and Rey. You know, if it does end with Kylo and Rey, I don't exactly. want Exactly, and why would they want to go back to some... Uh, Nobody wants their... to go back to Jakku. Nobody wants to go back to Tatooine. Let's just avoid all sand. No sand, please. Exactly, unless it's a beach. Yeah, I'll accept the no, beach. No, um, <laughs> so I don't... 
think it's gonna be tattooing just personally um if i'm wrong i'll probably go back and be like oh i was wrong and i sound probably so ridiculous for ridiculous for all my speculation but i think it's gonna be on a living planet and i think it could be naboo or it could be uh mustafar given what we've been told about even through the first episode of Vader Immortal and through the Charles Soule Vader comics, um, they're obviously putting in a lot of information about Mustafar and what actually went on there right after Revenge of the Sith and why did Vader build a castle, all that stuff. So I think, I mean, it might, for the same reasons that I think it might be on Mustafar, it might not be because maybe the extra information about Mustafar is not actually going to be important to the movies. But I think that we've seen that Lucasfilm doesn't care. Um, Like, Lucasfilm will put stuff in from the other canon even if other people don't understand. And that's something that other people are going to have to get used to because it's one whole story like every extra material and everything that's part of the story so um it might be mustafar and it just also might be naboo because we also started our uh, us skywalker started her story on um naboo and i mean i know a lot of people don't really consider padme as a skywalker but i think she is so that would also fit the bill for living planet and so yeah um I mean, I guess it could be a random planet that we have no idea what it has anything to do with. But yeah, those two planets are good to speculate on just simply because they're living planets. Even the even the directors themselves have differentiated the planets. And so I think that's an important thing that we should take in consideration for the speculation of where will the Rise of Skywalker end. But yeah, that's just me. I think that if they're going to follow along of the Phantom Menace, I think it could definitely end on Naboo just the way it did with the celebration. Um, and it's kind of interesting how they ended with uh, basically like these two different like groups coming together with the Gungans and the Naboo uh, citizens like celebrating together. And the orb saying peace! Yeah, they were, they were saying peace and everything. Like they were... They were together. Um, I think it'd be really cool to see the same thing for the Rise of Skywalker. Maybe, maybe like the Empire will kind of like maybe have a truce in a way. Because I mean, if you think about it, like there's always gonna be, if the First Order is eradicated, I'm pretty sure another group is gonna rise up, just like how the First Order did with the Galactic Empire. Well, that's the whole point of the last movie, though. They're gonna like finally find. Gala- yeah, some Galaxy sort of peace. peace. Right. I, so I wouldn't be surprised if we had this sort of like parallel of like the Gungans and the Naboo people. Right. And then- I mean, I don't think it's the same thing just because the Gungans and the Naboo, like the G- Gungans weren't killing off Naboo people. So <laughs> right. I'm not sure if it's, th- um, but that's just me. Um, for example, I think that there will be more um, stormtroopers who like go into the resistance side and i think kylo will go back into the resistance side um so i think that once you kill palpatine that uh i don't exactly know but how but i think that that's going to be the solution for all the whole ideal of palpatine to finally be destroyed yeah 
I think somehow we're gonna have to end on some planet with greenery, like a lot of greenery. It's not gonna and be some peace. So planet. I think you are and right peace. about yeah. like I think you are right about just the whole. Um, I don't know about truce, but I think that there will definitely be more Finns who come to the right side. Of <laughs> more the war. Finns, yeah. And definitely, I think we're gonna touch about that too when when I when we go into the Sith Trooper section here, which is next. Um, this is separate from our San Diego Comic Con um, news, just because this came out actually on the Star Wars show um, right before San Diego Comic Con. Um, on the Star Wars show, which I'm pretty surprised that they actually released this on the show, since they don't really do like a lot of big releases or big reveals for the for the Rise of Skywalker, but they did this time, and they revealed that there is a new stormtrooper called the Sith Trooper. That will be shown in episode nine. Um, there's a lot of mystery surrounding these these troopers. There was a poster that kind of was leaked back in March. It, it, it seemed like a poster that you would see, like a Toys R Us, Toys R Us, rest in peace, or like any like merchandising poster where it's not like it doesn't seem like a movie poster, but it's just showing you all like the cool new characters. But there's uh, on the bottom of that poster, there is, like, a legion of, like, red stormtroopers. And um, not many people believed if this poster was real or not, but, I mean, I guess it's real now. <laughs> um, but it kind of it kind of brought this whole speculation of, you know, who do they follow? Do they follow Palpatine? Do they follow Kylo? Uh, what do you think, Daniela? What do you think about the Sith troopers? I think that the stormtrooper rebellion is happening and they had to color code the uh (laughs) stormtroopers to see who was gonna turn good like finn and who wasn't so yeah i mean if they didn't if okay my theory is if they didn't reveal that the sith troopers were an army then i would suspect okay maybe they're just they're an army it's an army army yeah, they're a whole, like, legion. Like, if you looked at, and when we go into the CDC news, there was, uh, like, a bunch of toys. So, like, the clone army, basically. Kind, just, well, well, well I, we don't know I don't if they're, know if they're clones, clones, obviously, but uh, it's kind of like been, that. Yeah, they've been kind of displayed as, like, an army. Like, there's more than a few. There's definitely I think they're going to come in with pride, then. That's my off-the-cuff uh, speculation. I mean... That's, Pride is going to come in and be like, yo, these are your people <laughs> and you're going to have to give them orders. I found you a new army. And they're going to be like, okay, we need to beat the resistance. So let's just get m- as if the resistance holds any threat to them. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I was saying, if they didn't come in as an army, like if they were just, for example, the same as like death troopers, like there's just a few here and there. They're kind of like their own unit. Like they're, they, you know, there's not as many. Then I would think, okay, that's kind of the same thing with the Sith Troopers. They're just like an elite couple of them here and there. But no, this is like a whole like legion, an army, like hundreds. It seems like Dude, what if a they lot. come in? What if they come in and then the stormtroopers are kind of like, uh, these guys are <laughs> they suck. Like they're the outsiders and they suck. So what if that <laughs> they like kind of draws guys? them to, uh, being like, okay, we gotta they're go with jealous. our friend Finn. <laughs> they're just jealous they're like um how come we don't get red armor or how come we're not getting the uh, respect that they do yeah i mean 
Um, I mean, at the same point, at the same time, we have to keep in consideration that they're just stormtroopers, and we could be speculating like all we want about this, and it's just not a big deal. It's probably like okay, they're just red. I mean, they're like they're cool still design. they're still advertising like the regular stormtroopers. Yeah, so I also think that the fact that they're called Sith troopers is also a distinction for us to see that okay, the Sith are the ultimate evil. So <laughs> let's... and yeah, the whole fact that they're I'm surprised they honestly called them straight up Sith troopers. Like there's there has to be a reason for that because well, we I know... mean they already revealed Palpatine. So what's I the, know what's the I uh, mean, it doesn't really harm them to but in terms of like who's who do they follow? You know, it, it kind of just reveals like it's probably going to be Palpatine. Because we know that Kylo does not like the Sith, I, the idea of bringing the Sith back. So why would you call them Sith troopers, you know? So we know it's probably not his idea. So it's probably not him who's commanding them. And the yeah. fact that you still have regular stormtroopers about, it just doesn't make sense in that case. Like, okay, and well, it- if you do have Sith troopers, then why do you have regular stormtroopers? Unless they're totally different factions so and like when you think about the fact that it's kind of like um they're different colors so yeah it's easy like for the eye to follow like let's say that kylo and finn join up and fight the um stormtroopers it's or fight the uh the bad stormtroopers at this point because it's a stormtrooper rebellion like i think it's easy for the eye to follow just and that think, like they don't yeah, really have to right. have much That's of a, a arc it's just kind of like yeah, they're, they're, aesthetic purposes yeah and exactly. I mean the fact that the Praetorian guards and also like the Empire the Emperor's personal guard, like they were all red too. So it kinda seems like this larger commanding figure has his own elite army or his own like guards or his own, you know, troopers and they're usually red. So if we're following that same type of mindset, then it kind of seems like the Sith troopers will maybe follow that path of being Palpatine's like personal army. Exactly. So our talks about the Sith Troopers are going to lead us right lead us right into the SDCC news about the Stormtrooper exhibit that Lucasfilm had at the Lucasfilm Pavilion at SDCC. They were showing this whole evolution of Stormtroopers on stage. They had like the classic trooper, scout trooper, the fighter pilot, death trooper, all the all the new all the different ones and they also uh, revealed the the Sith Trooper as well. Um, and there was this cool thing that was kind of not really leaked out there, but they they had this placard up next to the Sith Trooper outfit, <clears throat> and um, they had it was who who put that up? It was on a Twitter user uh, of S Schaefer, E Schaefer. I'm not sure if I said that right, but she put up a picture of being at SDCC, and um, if you like zoomed in on that placard you could see, like, or kind of try to figure out the words. And um, CMW Ashby on Twitter kind of uh, tried to figure out what those words said. And they said, In its ultimate push towards galactic control, the First Order readies an army of elite soldiers that draw inspiration and power from a dark and ancient legacy. So that's what the placard said. And, uh, like, a little later, the placard was switched out for something shorter, and it said, costume designed by Michael Kaplan, appearing in The Rise of Skywalker this December. And that was it. Like, they really cut it down a lot, and they really, uh, I guess, you know, obviously, I guess they thought the other one was way too revealing, because that pretty much just tells you, like, yeah, they're a whole army. 
and they kind of draw inspiration and power from a dark and ancient legacy and Palpatine is the only one that makes sense in this movie for that what do you think Daniela I think that they shouldn't have like what's the whole point of putting it up if you're gonna take it down but um maybe they didn't want to release the fact that it's an army of elite soldiers but now that we know that i think that it's kind of like i don't know if you know what the streisand effect is but it's um barbara streisand had her house on google earth and she wanted to get it removed and by having it removed more people were drawn to looking for it so i think that it's kind of like that yeah i mean it just kind of helps draw the conclusion that, yeah, this is this is probably Palpatine's personal army. <laughs> and I don't know what the big deal is, even, because they're called Sith Troopers. They're red. The fact, that's what I'm saying. That the fact that you even called them that like, kind of Everything that you. you've just said before this uh, segment, like, I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we have to think too deeply about this, honestly. Yeah. It was really cool but that I they think, had, like, uh, they also had, I like, think a... S- uh-huh. Sorry, I think JJ probably has this whole. I don't want to reveal too much, but that's whatever. True. I think he does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was cool. Also, they had like a video that they showed to the audience too of the uh, just kind of how each cost. They talk about each costume or each outfit, each stormtrooper of how and how that was made and how that even came about. So that was cool. I kind of wish they revealed that online though, because it didn't seem legit. I know the cons always have the best content, and they they never release it. Yeah. So that'll bring us into our the whole the whole meaty part of uh, the SDCC content for Star Wars was basically it's basically all the books that are being announced, um, and the main one that I'm super excited about is the Rise of Kylo Ren by Charles Soule, who who did the Vader comic, the Vader comic that we all keep talking about with him like on Mustafar and all that. The one that you need to read? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do too, not going to lie, but I've read the important issues of it. That's the good thing about comics, that you could always jump in. I mean, obviously, there's a narrative story for the comic book, and you should read it like issue to issue, but you could also jump in. <laughs> yeah. From, epi- from, like, I told you to read the, I think there's 25 comics, and I told you to read 23 to 25 uh, yeah i know it's just it's so hard with all these like i know and then there. you actually have a life so i understand <laughs> i mean i try to use audiobooks unfortunately we can't like, comics audiobook comics right yeah yeah well okay so charles soul basically said this is the ben to ren that's it's it's a four issue mini series um the first issue will actually be released before the rise of skywalker and the rest of them will be re- re- released afterwards. So that kind of is a little interesting of how they plan that out. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope we have something that references Ray in the. That's my yes. only. I honestly like. Um, that's my only hope for this. And I mean, we could get. I mean, obviously, I think there's going to be a lot that's going to go into the lore behind Kylo and everything. But my main concern is: is Ray going to be there, or not? Like literally be is there, there like but some hint that she. And I think there will be because I think yeah. they've been connected their whole lives, and I think the Force awakens is like the Force literally awakened the second he stepped on Jakku. So. That's yeah, what, that's like it'd be my... cool. If maybe he had like dreams or visions of her when he was younger. I think they did. I'd be, if anything, fan fiction will satisfy that. Mm-hmm. For yeah. Me. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think that even or well, that's what I what I said is like that's my 
wish for yeah. that well, yeah. what about he, you what he, do you yeah. want i want to know well in the cover in the cover image it had him and his knights so i really want to see how his knights came about and also well he even said this will happen but just answer questions about what happened when um that fateful night when he wait did he really say that the, like where did he say that i think he said it on twitter or on or when uh uh, yeah, I think he said it on Twitter or some sort of interview where he said all the questions about what happened on that faithful, fateful night at the Jedi Academy, that will be answered. This is the comic that will answer it. Oh, he like legit said that. He said that. I'm I'm in control of the canon now. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's the biggest thing I can't wait for. I want that so much. And the, the whole like cover image, like, oof. That's such a good image. I hope we get a good artist. Um, there's just, like I know there's different types of art for comics. I've read a lot of comics in my life, but I just I hope it's not the kind of art that is like because for the comics that are based off of characters who are played by actors, for example, like whenever they draw Luke, Leia, and Han at like a young age, they always try to make it look exactly like Harry and and Harrison and luke luke mark uh but i kind of want them to i mean obviously look a little bit like kylo but do your own thing you know that's my favorite kind of art i mean i i I think it'd be cool if they could get the same person who drew vader uh the vader comic that he did okay i I would like that because i thought that was really good art but yeah anything else we have to say for the rise of kylo Besides the fact that we've been wanting this for years. <laughs> Forever, and I'm going to be spending all the money on it. Yeah. It's basically. not that expensive. It's like probably going to be a max $25. <laughs> I love how they called it the Rise of Kylo Ren. Yes. It's like, what else do you want to, <laughs> to, to kind of figure out where the Rise of Skywalker is going? Because yeah. they literally call it, like, it's the same thing. They call it right. the same Anakin's thing. Right, going to come back. That's that's what that's the Rise it. of Skywalker That's all means. there is. <laughs> I mean, if you if you know that I'm a reincarnation theory person, it's kind of like the same thing. But I mean, you're like not no even people surprised. literally think Anakin's gonna be revived, like come back from no. the dead. And... <laughs> yeah. Well, but anyway, yeah. um, okay. So is that all we had to say about this? Yeah. The next part that they revealed was um, it's kind of called the Rise of Skywalker Allegiance series by Ethan Sachs. It's coming out in October. It's basically, if you saw that whole big kind of almost, it almost like a poster. It's a four-issue Marvel miniseries. Uh, it's about... Yes, the, is this right the one before... that um, Ray looks like she's Padme and she's fighting that beast yeah. like Padme does? Yes, yes. <laughs> she, it's, a, it's like a, it's going to be divided. That whole picture is divided into four comics. Um, it's where the, it's right before, it's supposed to take place right before the Rise of Skywalker. Um, where the resistance reaches out to the Mon Calamari for help um, to defeat like the First Order, so they're kind of like you know trying to get an allegiance with them. Uh, and I think it's really cool like the visuals for that picture because Ray is wearing like a breathing apparatus. She is fighting like this creature that looks really reminiscent of that creature that Padme fought in the uh, the arena in Episode Two. <laughs> so that's like uh, interesting. My prediction is that she's going to end up, like, not killing that beast, and she's going to hug it. (laughs) Because, you know, I'm a hippie person, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, kind of, but... You know what would be cool, like... If if she doesn't kill it? 
if you read Je- uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, there's this whole thing with bonding with animals. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> it's I like. Could you imagine if Ray had like this force, like a bond with that creature, and then you could she could just use it like in battle? Like yeah. she could just. I mean, them. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Like obviously, you kind of have to like lower your expectations I but know. i hope that that i, I hope that she ends up not killing the beast i hope she kind of just like she ends up hugging staff. it out like she doesn't even have her lightsaber do you like how the fact that i'm like pro like ray and kylo ending up not fighting palpatine like obviously they will in self-defense but like the fact that i hope that they're not gonna like attack anymore that i'm just like <laughs> this is how i view all interactions between that are kind of like Ray versus a predatory creature. <laughs> like I hope it's just kind of like Ray is just like you know we should just love. <laughs> I'm a hippie thanks to yeah. Star Wars. Oh God! Like I can just imagine like Ray just trying to hug it. <laughs> it's oh my gosh! And then like on Twitter, remember how I told you, like all the when the picture of Kylo went up. Um, there was this whole Twitter thing that happened. Um, <laughs> when the Star Wars Twitter. It just happened like the other day when the Star Wars Twitter put up a picture of Kylo and like 500 comments of Raylo's and a bunch of people just commenting saying like Raylo or Kylo is like a baby and everything of how cute and everything he looks and I could just imagine <laughs> like oh so actually they put up a picture of like a rancor um afterwards or some other like later on and then people started doing the same thing <laughs> so i can kind of imagine ray doing something like that like oh hey this this is a cute little creature it's fine it's okay and i'm sure like there's no way she's gonna hug it and maybe maybe sh- no there's no way she's gonna hug it <laughs> she's gonna fight it somehow i don't know how she's gonna fight it with a staff she's going to give it love melissa <laughs> that's the whole point of star wars uh, you're right. That's <laughs> just you're right. I just I'm thinking that her lightsaber isn't repaired though by this time because she doesn't have it. Even the bigger picture of her on the like all the way on the right side of that that whole poster looking image, it she doesn't have her saber yet. So I don't know if it's so broken by this point. Okay, so I also want to mention Kylo's outfit. Um, also, <laughs> for uh in that picture it looks like he kind of it's not it doesn't look like a cape specifically it kind of looks like this robe ish like a black robe it almost looks like anakin's style of like his outfit almost wink wink reincarnation um it almost looks i like mean they're certainly uh-huh. doing that on purpose so i think you're right yeah, I think they're totally, especially with like Ray's outfit too. Like they're totally trying to draw parallels from their outfits and just everything that they're doing. So yes, what else came out for the books? Um, they were gonna, they were showing this new book coming out called Myths and Fables. Oh my goodness! I think all the podcasts are gonna do a episode just for this book. Just because a lot of it is um, kind of draws on all the mythology that a lot of the pod, a lot of the pods have been talking about, um, like um, basically like Joseph Campbell, and uh, there were really cool pictures that they um, actually revealed. Like there was one of Vader that um, it looked like a cool image. It looked like he was a skeleton almost, 
and like shooting like the laser. I don't know if it was a laser or something. It looked really dope. <laughs> and I think there was another one too of like Luke in this more of like a I'm like a knight kind of Jedi knight, duh. Kind of this like knight type of um, drawing as well. So I think it's gonna be really a really cool book. Um, just seeing like how the uh, stories or the characters are kind of like shown in this more fairy tale esque uh, imagery. I don't know when that's coming out though, but I think um, I think that was actually being sold maybe at SDCC. I the know. myths and fables book yeah the myths and fables that's book. the one i'm most excited for and um we're actually i'm gonna announce it on the podcast actually so that we are forced to do it but we're gonna do an episode of that in august <laughs> there we go we're doing it because i was reading uh the the uh the legends of luke skywalker book and i think a lot of it kind of predicts what's going on in the story but yes we'll totally do that um which I'm, I'm so excited about because I feel like, you know, a lot of us have already been talking about mythology in Star Wars and this just kind of brings it to fruition. Did you see that picture of um, Darth Vader as the boogeyman? The boogeyman? Yeah, I was just mentioning him. He kind of looked like a skeleton. Right, yeah. That's so awesome. That's kind of like, yeah, I guess that makes sense that he's like a boogeyman. Because some awesome. kids are scared of him. He looks like Kylo. <laughs> it's true. With the, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think they were trying to show, like, what other people thought of Darth Vader, like, without actually seeing him before. Like, exactly. This is the idea of what somebody, if what he would look like in somebody's head. Yeah. So okay. that makes sense with the Boogeyman. So another book that was interesting um, is called, like, Force Collector. It's by Kevin Schnick. Um, basically, when this image actually came out, like, a, a while ago, uh, I think during celebration, um, where basically it looks like this kid who's got like a, a, a like a knapsack. He's got like some artifacts in there. One of it's actually like the legacy like the legacy saber. Um, so some of us were like, Are we sure that's the legacy f saber? It it definitely looks because I know like it looks it. exactly like it. But um, yeah, like I don't know. Maybe he'll meet Miles Kanata. I think he'll definitely meet Miles Kanata. I think that She's might just be how she gets it. I mean, that's right. just okay. speculation for now. Actually, that would be awesome if, like, that's the story for another day, how she tells that to Han, and then this is the other day. Yeah. So, and then I mean, not like us, she had an opportunity right. to tell Han how she got the <laughs> sa right. saber because he was killed. But um, yeah. uh, The Force Awakens. Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, it would be cool. I kind of want Lord Santeca to be in this and also uh, Maz. That's my hope. Yeah. And my hope well, is that we... Know we that they're going to be, well, Maz Kanata is actually going to be in um, the other comic series, Age of Resistance. Or, oh, yeah, right. Or Allegiance, one of those. Um, but, yeah, she'll be in it. I think they already re released some images from the comics. But, yeah, for this Force Collector one, when the first, when the image, the cover, the cover image first came out, some we of us. We all thought it was Kylo. Some of us thought it was Ben, like Ben Solo. I thought like, it was Ben. Young, like a young kid. Force collecting all the force artifacts. I mean, he looks like Ben. He really looks like him, like, and I'm so really like, kind of upset it's not him. I mean, whatever. But I, at the same time, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, it would be nice. We're obviously. I think we're definitely gonna find out things about the Skywalkers through that guy, whoever that guy's. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, we don't have a name. It's they said. Um, this is from the author. He said, "What I wanted to do was try to capture that feeling of not knowing Star Wars, not knowing who the Jedi were." Basically, he's saying 
that the the world the the force collector is set on a world with fewer resources in terms of historical knowledge which propels the story's protagonist on his adventure and um, when the main character touches an object Shinnick explained he can see its history his grandmother believes he may be force sensitive and encourages him to head out on his own she's like if you think you can go out into the world life will teach you the way so basically either trying to follow this this kid or this person who he who doesn't know anything about jedis or the force or anything basically i like how he clarified why he doesn't know anything about the force because i'm like if ray can figure it out like i think well she needed somebody to well i'm guessing no um, i mean like but she still knew about luke skywalker right because she was she still knew the stories and this I'm guy sure really she, has to be like out of the way for yeah, them, him not to know to be anything. In the middle of nowhere, because I'm sure Ray found out through just people she interacted with on Jakku, right? But, and people like coming yeah. in and leaving, and but here he apparently knows like absolutely nothing. So okay, so yeah, this is definitely a book we're gonna have to check out. I think all the books that are leading up to the Rise of Skywalker, just because we've had such a lack of content, I think they're all gonna be like. They're, interesting they're to all, look at they're all gonna get released like at one time probably and we're gonna be yeah like, the, the good drowning. thing is that they all come with audiobooks and they're really good with the audiobooks and we could just like easily read yeah. through the audio i mean <laughs> listening to the so audio busy these coming months we oh are God. but it's fun it's so fun i mean it's better than having nothing uh another book that i for sure i got i think i already pre-ordered it actually on amazon <laughs> the tra- the uh, rise of skywalker visual dictionary that has the Knight of Ren right on the cover. That's a really good picture of a Knight of Ren because we haven't really had any close-up pictures of one yet, and that was like real nice. It was really up close. He's like almost on the the whole like cover, but it's really cool that also in the background they have like a new variant of a Tie Fighter, which is called like a Tie Dagger. Um, that looks awesome. I think we're gonna get a lot of different uh, Tie Fighters in this movie. We also got a new picture of Ray on that cover. Yeah, a new picture of Ray. We have, we have uh, also Jana, um, the character Naomi Aki plays. Um, she has this cool bow and arrow thing that it's an energy bow, which is cool. And I think it's like secondhand. So that's cool. It looks cool. like she made it. It really looks like she DIY'd yeah, it. I think she did. That's what I got. That's the same vibe I got as well. So that's cool to um, I mean, obviously, I don't think it's going to go into anything of how she built her bow, but that's a cool weapon. Like, yeah. I feel like the more I come in, like, I've never been in, into, like, ships or weapons or anything into that kind of stuff. But the more I'm into Star Wars, the more you're forced to actually pay attention to those kinds of things, if it makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, I could totally see them making toys of this bow and arrow <laughs> weapon. It would be a good Halloween costume. Oh, my gosh, yes. Cause she has, she looks so awesome. It totally looks like you can make your costume. Like it's, it's like remember possible. how obsessed I was with the Vanity Fair covers of her, <laughs> not cover, but yes. the picture of her and yeah. Finn. It looks so awesome. Oh, just yep. thinking about John Boyega and Naomi Aki. They look so great in those uh, horse on those horses. Those such and such Star Wars like <laughs> version of horses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, so there's also something that kind of kind of new is there was this new Sith symbol that's kind of been showing on like sticker books and other material. It almost looks like the rebel like symbol, just but the, it's like cut the off. Top. Yeah, just the top. It's part. like thinner it's and cut off. cut off. 
Yeah, and it's like kind of have a has a point too, almost like an arrowhead. Right. So yeah. So that's definitely new. That's I'm guessing a new symbol for the Sith. So that's definitely cool. the Sith is coming back. The Sith are coming back. In case. What else was cool though was in the one of the like the search and find books, which is more kind of for kids. They had in on the cover they had like a little picture of like the Knights of Ren and Kylo that they seemed like they were on that world like Pasana, that deserty yeah. planet, like within like that community. Yeah, I That's mean we interesting. We already got confirmation of that though. Yeah. From the Vanity Fair. Yeah. <laughs> like remember JJ standing there with the Knights of Ren? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we don't we don't know if that's actually Pisana or not, but yeah, we know that they're gonna be. Speaking of the Knights of Ren, on the cover of th- or the image, the promo image they use for the Charles Soule comic shows us that Kylo actually wasn't fighting a Knights of Ren in the trailer. Like yeah, Vanity Fair cool. actually messed up by calling them that, but it's fighting some ambiguous thing because. The character in the trailer kind of has a dome head, like a little dome head, and there's like no knights of run that matches that. So yeah, there was a people thought that maybe Vanity Fair retracted that statement just because they leaked something. But if you look at that image in the trailer a lot more closely, and then you look at the Knights of Ren, you can tell. That I thought not it the was a leak. Thing. I thought so too, but then I'm like, you know, I don't. It's think not so anymore. Yeah. The more I look at it, I'm like, no, this is some other type of warrior person. But yeah. Yep. So that's going to be cool. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think they're going to be on Pasana hanging out with Ray and the Resistance and they're going to become best friends. And then course, they're going to be like, actually, I want someone um, to marry Kylo and Ray. And then they're going to find some <laughs> old man on Pasana. They're, and they're, they're just going to be these like frat boys just hanging with Kylo. <laughs> On his bachelor party. <laughs> his bachelor party. In his ba- yeah, during, or whatever. The other thing we just want to mention for the books, uh, the Skywalker Saga, being written by Delia Dawson. Um, Delil- I'm sorry, Delilah Dawson. Um, it'll be, it's like a whole retelling of the Skywalker Saga. Um, it's in a, in a kind of like a fairy tale way. It's actually going to be released before The Rise of Skywalker as well. Which, at first, I'm not, I'm not sure how that makes sense. Because it's a would... marketing tool. It's a marketing scheme. They just want to sell books. <laughs> They're coming out with enough books. I'm but... sorry. I know. I, I, I'm being very negative about this book, but I'm not getting it. And I don't understand why they're releasing it now. What's the harm of waiting a couple months to release the full I'm, volume? I'm sure they have a reason, but I don't know. Do they? To, to me... Besides getting money? To me, it just makes sense to, to release it after the movie because then you could actually... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they should have waited a few months for the the whole saga to come out. Like, I don't get it, but... I, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, that's happening. And um, there's no word on Project Luminous or the uh, the Rise of Skywalker novelization. Like, there's we don't know who's writing that yet. Um but yeah, that's pretty much all the San Diego Comic-Con info that came out for Star Wars. Mostly, it was all books and authors um, coming together and talking about all the new reading content for Star Wars. Um, next month in D23, that's when I expect it all to hit the fan. <laughs> that's when I think all the marketing is going to actually kick off. And there we're going to actually know a lot more about The Rise of Skywalker. Um, and of course, we'll have an episode about that as well once that's over. 
Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, that's all the what we wanted to cover was mainly the news and the recent things going on for this past month. Um, and also covering the San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, so, um, anything else, Daniela, that I forgot? Um, no, I don't, I think we got it all. In conclusion, we're gonna spend a lot of money and a lot of time in, uh, by thanks to Disney. Alright guys, well, if you want to follow us on Twitter, just a reminder that we're on, you can find us on Jakku Broadcast on Twitter, also our separate handles um i you can find me on twitter at abandoned porg daniela where can we find you um you can find me at mortis gods on tumblr on twitter and at the moment i'm taking a hiatus from twitter but that's where i am Mm -hmm. also tumblr i'm also abandoned sock as well yeah that's where you can find me on social media and then also we have our email for jacku broadcast at jacku broadcast at gmail.com in case you want to send us a lovely email um but yeah that is it so catch us next time on our different on another episode episode six probably so yeah we're gonna talk about the phantom menace um i've actually been watching the phantom menace uh with the commentary on like with george lucas talking with all the executive producers and everything just to kind of hear like what what they have to say so i think we'll have some really cool like things to discuss after that yep so we have a lot of exciting things coming up all right guys well thanks for listening and thanks for subscribing and um just reviewing and everything um we're so excited all right bye bye